This is L.A. Court Report, covering Southern California's boys' high school basketball scene, going to games, running events, hosting Zoom conversations, and now, the podcast. This is the L.A. Court Report podcast. I'm Steve Wax with Brad Enright, and our guest today is Saugus High School head coach, Alfredo Manzano. Coach, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, appreciate it. Coach, we love to celebrate the game of basketball and all the good things that go along with it. But this is actually a kind of a difficult conversation. On November 14th, 2019, a shooting took place at your school, leaving three students, including the shooter dead and two others wounded. Can you talk about the experience as a coach and the events of that day and how you responded to them? Um, I definitely can, Steve. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, something that we would never expect. Um, I was actually there on campus. Um, we normally would have our breakfast club guys coming in and taking some shots, um, you know, just putting some work in. Um, and uh, it, it, it's still vividly there you know, it's, you know, when you, when you hear what's going on, the commotion and we got guys in the gym and the first thing I have to think about is, is safety, you know, is you really don't have time to react. Um, It's really a lot of shock, but you just gotta, you gotta think of safety and where can we get these guys and where can we go? Where can we hide? You know, um, you know, got admin coming in, screaming in the gym to, you know, you know, there's something going on on campus. Uh, so it was definitely uh, definitely a tragic, tragic event for sure. About how many kids were in the gym? So in the gym, I mean, there was at least uh, nine, nine to ten basketball players, if I recall. Um, but there was also other other kids in the gym. We have a, a fairly large gym where we have three full size courts. So even though we're occupying one, you got you got dance on another sometimes in the mornings and you got some kids that are, you know, coming into school, but are hanging out in the gym a little bit, you know? Um, so, I mean, I want to say there was at least 25 to 30 kids um, at the time of the shooting inside the gym. After that day, how did you work to make sure that your student athletes felt safe and empowered and just comfortable? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I remember that that same day immediately, you know, contacting my, uh, my lower level coaches and, and, and just getting together with them and, and, and saying, you know, what do we got to do to get our kids together right now? Like, where do we go? Whose houses do we go? What do we do? What, you know, what do we, what do we go through with these guys? And, um, and we, we put our heads together and, and, you know, at every level, every coach was with their team. Um, and, and we were just, we were just there for them. You know what I mean? We were just there for them, you know, uh, whatever they wanted to discuss, you know, we're, we're really big on commitment and, um, you know, people talk about commitment uh, or cultures and what their cultures are about and this and that. And uh, we just stick to one word and that's commitment. And uh, so we wanted to make sure that uh, they knew the, the, the student athletes knew our players knew that, that we were there for them and uh, we would do whatever they, they needed us to do. And you're a parent yourself, Correct. the lens as a parent and a parent coach what was it like looking at the events of November 14th through that lens? Oh, um, you know, 
not only am I, I'm also a parent, but, you know, my son was in that gym that day with me, you know, and I could recall uh, just thinking about like, it's not just about the basketball players that are in there, but it's like the safety of everyone in that gym and how to find shelter, you know? And at that point, like I said, it's just, there's just so many things are going through, through one's head. I'm recall my head. I, I just, I just kept thinking about safety. And then, you know, I would get texts from the parents, you know, thanking me because they're, they're like, man, you know, knowing that you're there with our son means a lot, you know? So that was, um, that was really, really nice to hear, uh, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, but it's, it, to me, it, it, when you're a coach and, and you're a parent, um, yes, they're two different things, but, you know, I see every play on our team as, as a, as a kid, as a son, you know, because they're all somebody's son and you took that into consideration the way you yeah. handled the situation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How about the response of the Saugus community? Um, you know, I wouldn't say just the Saugus community. I would say the Santa Cruz Valley community um, in general. Uh, I mean, the support that we got from everybody and uh, was was tremendous. I mean, we we uh, we had a big uh, viewing uh, or uh, you know at at the Central Park uh, at Central Park, and uh, there was there was kids from all the schools. Uh, there was basketball players from all the schools there. Uh, you know, joining forces with us, holding Saugus strong banners, uh, lighting candles. Um, and it, it, there was no rivalries. You know what I mean? It, it was just tremendous support. I mean, you 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 go down our, our street, which are one of our main streets is Bokeh Canyon and our high school is on Centurion Way. I mean, you have you have posters all throughout the streets of just the support. You have street light banners being installed. So just reminded us of, of all the support that we had in this community. And I know when you went on the road and played teams outside of the community, there were still banners that said Saugus Strong. Was there any moment where you really felt the support of your opponents, especially? I did. I mean, I could recall going into our first tournament after the the, the shooting, uh, which was uh, Redondo Union. Um, uh, it was it was their their tournament, and um, it, it, you could feel the support like. They, they briefly had talked about it. Uh, they had orange ribbons uh, on our bench and all of our chairs. Um, so we've, we've definitely felt the support at our lower levels. Um, I would get videos from, from their tournaments that they were at. Uh, you know, they would give them banners or, or flowers or, um, you know, just, just overwhelming support for sure. So after having an introduction to the year, like the one you had, then came March 13th, 2020. Most area schools shut down because of the pandemic. How did right. you step in and lead your student athletes through that difficult time? And even though the circumstances were different, were there any lessons you learned about how you handled the tragedy in November to the way you handled the pandemic? Yeah, um, well, it, it, I'm not gonna lie to you, it, it, it was tough. I mean, we're going from one thing to another, right? Um, and to be quite honest with you, you know, everyone did the Zoom classes, you know, everyone did all that. Um, but but for us, we just keep going back to commitment to each other. And at some point through all this, it's like, you know, we talk about commitment all the time, what you guys do in the classroom, what you do with 
at home, commitment to your parents, commitment to your friends, just everything's about giving it your all, you know, and, and commit fully. So I had asked that question, you know, what, what can we do to get these guys um, off these Zoom calls or, or get them to, to, to think of something else other than what's going on? And basically what we ended up doing is, is just um, talking to them and, and, and asking them, like, how can we help you guys? And really with the shooting and with the pandemic, um, the one thing that's always been there is basketball as an outlet you know, um, cause that is the outlet, you know, it's, you know, tragic events happen and, and, and then the pandemic. And then at the end of the day, these kids want to get back to their outlet, which is basketball. So what we ended up doing is, is, um, you know, we, we followed, you know, all the safety protocols that we could, but we got together at parks and, and, and we did some basketball stuff. We did all kinds of different things, but, um, we just, we gave them what these kids wanted to do as long as we were following safety protocols, you know. Can you talk about, let's talk about some hoop. So did, what drills were you able to do using those safety protocols? Cause there was a time that we had to do a whole lot less. I mean, how many burpees can you do with your guys before they get repetitive? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and not only that, it's like, how many balls are you able to use? you know, and who could touch these balls. So we were doing a lot of imaginary uh, defensive drills, you know, and we would, we would, um, I remember being at, at this, at, when we were able to get on campus, we were using tennis balls and like recycling them, you know what I mean? And, and working on the help side and working on gap help and weak sides and, and all that kinds of stuff. So yeah, these kids don't want to be running all day long. You know what I mean? It's, and plus, you know, to to have them, um, you know, buy in that, hey, we're doing some running, but we're going to do some basketball stuff, too, when there's still uncertainty if we're even going to have a season. That was the tough part, you know, like convincing them that we still may have something. And that that was tough because that was a daily thing. That was whenever we were out there and we weren't out there every day. But when we were out there, it's like just just letting them know that when the time comes, you know, we will be ready. So, you know, just keep doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Now you brought up commitment to each other. Okay. Can you talk about the core values of your program besides commitment to each other and how you've applied them last season and this season and how you plan on applying them moving forward? Yeah. So I, I mean, it's the, the core values really all relate to commitment in, in my, in my program, you know, in our program. So, you know, people could talk about character and, and accountability, you know, it's all cliches and they all mean something, but we're, we're trying to stick to one word that could bring us all back to, to, to that, you know what I mean? And, and so when I, when I talk about commitment, it's like, I got to show these guys what commitment looks like, you know, and, on and off the court, you know, I'm not an on-campus coach. So, um, you know, one of the biggest things I have to do year after year is really engage with their teachers. And I'm talking about all levels. I'm not just talking about varsity guys. So I, I will, you know, every once in a while, you know, check in with their teachers. I, I have a list of everybody in the program. I reach out to every single teacher I think in the beginning, these guys thought that I was joking around. And then all of a sudden I get a teacher or two complaining about something that's going on. 
you know, so, <laughs> so then that now they knew, Oh, okay. Coach is really, you know, emailing these teachers. He's not on campus, but he's definitely emailing these teachers and he's trying to get all this information and how they're doing with grades. And, you know, are there being in a, a, a distraction in the classroom? Um, so everything really comes, what I'm trying to say is everything really comes down to showing them that we really care about them, you know, and then once we show them that, then the accountability part is, is a lot easier. Uh, the building character is a lot easier. Um, I'm not even into the X's and O's or any of that stuff. I'm more just about committing to each other and to them. Um, but it, it's just, that's really the core value of, of our program is just, it, it's just being fully, fully engaged and not, not a part-time guy, you know, it's a full-time job. And, and we want to, again, people say this all the time, but we have to show them that it's just not about basketball. You know, it's, it's about life. And um, so, yeah, again, it's just, you know, when you look at our team room, it's, there's like all these slogans and stuff, but the main one that sticks out is right in front of our door is just commitment. And, and when they see that, they, they, they're going to know that it's a, it, we're committing to each other, the program, we got to do everything the right way, you know, um, in the classroom and, and, and at home, you know. Can you talk about a time and please, without naming names, you received a communication from a teacher and how you handled dealing with it? Because I'm sure they don't reach out to you to tell you when your kids are doing well. They reach out to you when there's a problem. That's part of being the head coach. So can you talk about how you've been able to take the information from a teacher and sit down with a player, have a productive conversation and make his life better as a result? Yeah, you know, that's a good question because I think it kind of backs up the commitment thing that I'm talking about because like the minute that um, I will set up a meeting with that player and we actually meet face to face, whether it's on the field or on the gym, not, not necessarily my classroom because I don't have a classroom, but, um, and I say, yeah, you know what? I got an email from so-and-so and immediately I'm talking immediately. They know what it's about. And they, 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 you know, I'm not yelling at them. I, I'm showing them that first and foremost, I want to hear their side of it, you know, and, and then, um, but they're honest about it, you know, and, and it's, and then it's, at the end of that conversation, it'd be like, well, this would be the last time we ever hear of a teacher emailing me about this situation. Right. And they're like, for sure. So without me having to yell or, or, you know, you know, you know, penalize them for something, making them run a 17 or something like that, without <laughs> me having to do that, I feel like they need to know that I, that I, that I am doing what I say I'm doing. And, and I'm, you know, I always say actions speak louder than words. So if I act, they're going to also act on it. And then obviously if it happens again, then there's repercussions, you know. Alfredo, what was that like this past school year when everything was virtual? Were you still getting teachers? Or were you still able to have that communication with the teachers, even though they're not in the, class interacting with the kids every day and was that challenging or was it the same thing it was definitely challenging but it didn't change the fact that you know we still email all the teachers and um it wasn't so much of i didn't get those emails of like there being a distraction or they're behind on this or that for the most part mo most of these were like um getting into class on time <laughs> you know what i mean because they're virtual you know and, and it, it's it's that I think that was the biggest thing for for these kids is is just making sure that they're that they were um, attending class on time, being that it's virtual. But it was definitely definitely different though. 
how do you discipline your players to teach as opposed to disciplining them to punish? That's a good question. So, um, uh, I think in early in my coaching career, um, I was more of a yeller. I think I, you know, I, I, I may still have that to an extent, but, um, and then, you know, you have to adapt, you have to, you know, these kids nowadays are different, you know, social media has a big presence. Um, and, you know, nowadays it's more like building everything up, um, you know, allowing them to fail, giving them the, uh, the solution to, you know, maybe their failure. And then, um, if it happens again, then we really put the clamps down, but it, it's, it's, you know, when I played, it was different times. And, and especially at Saugus, we, you know, we had a, we had a great coach that I did not actually get to play for my last year, but, um, you know, his name was John Clark. I don't know if you know, coach Clark. Yeah. He's, 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 he was definitely that old school mentality, Bobby Knight kind of guy. Um, but a lot of life, life lessons learned from it, you know? And I think at first I was to an extent trying to be that guy a little bit when I first started my coach career, then you realize you just can't, you know, you just can't, it's, it's different times, you know, but if they, if they respect you and they trust you, they'll, they'll go through a wall for you. That makes a lot of sense, but you also brought up the age of social media. A lot of people say kids are different today. Others mm -hmm. say kids haven't changed at all. What's different from the Coach Clark era to the current era? Well, the biggest thing that stands out is, is you know, back then, discipline was out of fear, you know. And so you were scared to death of messing up, you know. And and I've, I've I still, I, I won't lie to you, I still struggle with that because I don't want my kids to be disciplined out of fear or because I think out of fear, you know, they're not fully engaged in the moment at times, you know? So um, I, I, I know that that is one of the biggest difference that I see from, let's say that era to now, you know, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, that's what stood out to me, at least in my coaching career. So we're going to wrap up with two last questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is, if you received a phone call from a young coach who said, I'm taking over a program, I've heard you speak, and I know the importance of commitment, but what are the first two or three steps I need to take to get this thing started properly? What advice would you give to that coach? Well, I would say, you know, don't, I mean, everyone has an ego, but don't let that get the best of you. And what I mean by that is, you know, hire people that may know more than you in, in other aspects, you know, uh, don't, don't be that know-it-all, <laughs> you know, is, is give them that advice. It's, it's okay to hire, you know, a skills trainer that's going to teach these kids what, what um, they want to see and they want to do. We just got to fine tune it. You know what I mean? Cause that could open a whole can of worms as well. And, and they, you know, being taught all these things that they're probably never going to use, but, but, um, but yeah, it, it would just be, you know, you know, surround yourself by people, and I learned this in business, you know, I'm a real estate broker. So, you know, you want to surround yourself by people that know more than you or are doing better than you, you know, so that's pretty much the same advice that I would, you know, give a young coach starting off, you know. That's a great answer. And so then the very last question, our favorite question to ask is, 
What's your favorite unpopular opinion? By that, we mean, for example, Coach Diggs at Long Beach Poly. People get surprised when he says, I don't like to full court press that much. I'd rather just pick up man and, and trust our man defense. And it surprises a lot of people to hear a coach of a very athletic high school team say, yeah, I don't really like pressing. Do you have that unpopular opinion about something where when you tell people this is what I believe in, they look shocked? Oh, man. Uh, let me think a little bit here. Um, I mean, I've been told many times that I should be playing more zone based on the personnel that we have. You know, we, we don't have the, the tall, you know, athletic players, you know. Um, uh, but, yeah, maybe, maybe that's probably the only thing that stands out to me. You know, it's it's uh, it's probably that, you know, it's like, hey, you guys are playing a bunch of athletic big dudes. Why aren't you zoning them up? They can't shoot, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, 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 yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, um, you know, it just goes against all principles. And but the reality is, is that they you do have to find times in a game where you have to mix it up a little bit, you know. No doubt. And coach, we just can't thank you enough. You've been through so many difficult experiences and you've come out of them so well. The young men that you coach are lucky to have someone with your vision, with your care and concern. And your stressing of the term commitment. It means a lot and it's what keeps your team Saugus strong. I appreciate that, Steve. I uh, appreciate that, Brad, for having me on. Um, and uh, we'll just continue to educate and inspire some kids out there. Thank you for tuning in to the L.A. Court Report podcast, an L.A. Court Report production. 